Hello and welcome back to the Student Hacks podcast. This is episode two of Spring. My name is Elsa. This is Panda. And we're back. Today we will be talking about consent. So how is everyone going? You know, like, do you meet anyone in class or do you meet any friends? And obviously let us know if you went to any of the events that we recommended mm-hmm. from last episode because we're so keen to hear if it was good or bad. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, and I think when I first started, I sound so old, <laughs> but when I first started, I was really excited to just like meet people and then you know, finding your own group because I think that's really important when it comes to staying at uni and not feel super depressed because like I think the main theme of uni is just like even if you're struggling, at least you're struggling with someone yeah, together. Yeah, finding a support system. Yeah, yeah, so and I think it's really cool at uni we get to meet all kinds of people, you know, they were like fresh out of high school you know like uni students are also really mature students or you know students from different countries with very diverse cultural backgrounds Mm -hmm. and you might become good friends you know with any of them or maybe eventually you might become romantically involved so that's why we're thinking um as elsa and i was thinking it's important for us to you know look into something like consent matters because when you're still at the getting to know stage it can definitely definitely be hard to set boundaries and understand if you're feeling comfortable with what's going on. So if you didn't know, um, on the 1st of June this year, a law was passed in New South Wales legally requiring affirmative sexual consent. And in light of this, we had a chat with Catherine from RNA. And for those who might not know, RNA stands for Respect Now Always, um, which is a a, a body here on campus that mm-hmm. deals with um, culture talks mm. about consent and initiatives to do yeah. with consent. Yeah. Um, and we actually, we learned a lot yeah, about we did. it. We did. More than I knew about, or the, the idea that I had about RNA yeah. was very different before yeah. talking to Catherine, I feel. Yeah. If you are already familiar with RNA, then you'll probably already know that they are a community initiative here at UTS that aims to eliminate sexual assault and harassment. Not just at UTS, um, universities across Australia yeah. have their own yeah, sort yeah. of RNA. It's like a national initiative. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, exactly. The best way to describe it is that RNA is sort of the face of the campaign. Yeah. However, it's also highly interconnected with all of these other student yeah. services in terms of um, like procedural yeah. instances and reporting. Yeah, I think personally, um, when I when we had that chat, I was like yeah you're right I don't think I know what RNA was it was mm-hmm. just like oh they were they're the one that's giving out ice cream and stickers and purple lanyards and that's pretty much it and I didn't really like I guess I never had the motivation to be like what is this it's just more like a freestyle so and personally I don't really have friends that had like severe sexual harassment if that makes sense there are definitely cases where like boundaries are not so clear you know, or, like, or, what, or what happened might not be counted as a serious case of sexual harassment. And honestly, like as a student myself, like who didn't really like research a lot on this topic, I find it really hard to understand if something is serious enough um, to report. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally get that. I, f- I think we're sort of well briefed on what the formal reporting would look like in the instance of assault. Um, there's a very helpful homepage on the UTS website, which kind of details the steps to take when things go wrong. And that's a really useful reference. That we'll we link it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think it's really difficult to navigate smaller cases because unfortunately these instances 
can be quite normalized like it's really sad to say but it is a reality you know cases where somebody makes like an inappropriate comment in passing you might feel that that isn't enough yeah definitely yeah um so I think you know we we learn about the student complaints unit from Catherine recently when we last had a chat with her and I think it's great in this instance if you encounter low level harassment I'm lo- I'm using the term low level in air quotes I don't want to you know invalidate anyone's experience um but you know if you feel like this happened I'm okay I don't necessarily need counseling support however this behavior is unacceptable and I wish to report this so it stops yeah, yeah. an instance like that would be good to report to the student complaints unit if you were nervous and there's also the ability to report it all online so if you feel nervous about the face-to-face interaction um, then it's a good avenue for this yeah yeah there are also definitely more than just going to the student complaint unit I think there are like another I don't know if this is actually under the unit but it's called a student complaint resolution office and I think that's a place to go when like um, lines are blurry and you're not sure where to take the complaint to because they just take over complaints and I think mm-hmm. they'll help you from there so from my from a personal experience it's exactly what Elsa was saying you know you just have to uh, log into the student portal and fill out like a short form and it'll get mm-hmm. back to you but then when they get back to you they may try to organize a call or a meeting with you just to if they need more clarifications from your case and to understand what you actually went through yeah um that kind of stuff but they get back to you really quickly maybe like from my personal experience it's like one a day or two Mm. um so that's really promptly and then like they were really nice and they really showed understanding to my situation but they're also very honest with what can they what they can do Mm. as well Mm -hmm. and i think the other thing you have to bear in mind is that um when you're doing that kind of um complaints or when you're lodging that kind of stuff it's more more about like with minor incidents it's very hard to understand hey like um is there anything actually gonna be coming out of this you Mm. know that kind of stuff i think um it's also too good to bear in mind not to have that personally when i did my complaint i went in without the expectation of this is gonna have some sort of consequences i didn't look for specific outcomes for me it was just like to lodge a record for this uh, of what happened and what kind of people or you know like stakeholders were involved so when this situation do happen and do get reported more then like obviously you need to have more incentive to look into this and be like hey what's wrong here because even though it's not a major thing if there are a lot of minor incidents that happen to a lot of people obviously Mm -hmm. you need to be like hey we need to look into this it's just more like for the yeah it's more like having a record down as well yeah Yeah. that makes a lot of sense yeah yeah yeah. Uh, due to differences in availabilities we're unable to arrange a time uh, with Catherine where we can record together so um to 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 still you know showcase Catherine and RNA um on this podcast we have asked her to send through a record about RNA and any of the initiatives um, and any upcoming events that we can, you know, like maybe have a chat if you need to. I think it's always useful to learn a bit more about this kind of stuff in case things do go wrong. As a student, I think the initiatives that have been the most visible and memorable are the Want a Spoon campaign with ice cream at orientation, as well as the Consent Matters training. Did you want to talk a little more to the background of how these came to be? Sure, absolutely. So, um, they actually came through two quite distinct paths. So the first one I'll talk about is the Consent Matters training. 
Um, that was actually introducing mandatory consent training uh, to the entire university it was a decision that was taken a long time ago, very early on in the evolution of this campaign. And the decision was actually made by the senior leadership group. And the thinking behind it at the time was that UDS is actually an incredibly diverse community, both students and staff. Um, we have, you know, a, a we have a huge number of students who come from other countries and we have both students who are flowing straight from high school, but students who have also come out of the workforce or who may have traveled first. And so what our plan was behind introducing mandatory training in of this nature was to was to was an attempt to create an even playing field so that there was a base standard that all students might be expected to know. And the reason why staff were required to do this training was very simply because the leadership believed it was appropriate for staff to be aware of the, the information that they were expecting students to be aware of. So that's the sort of evolution of the thinking behind or some of the thinking behind introducing consent matters to all students and staff at UTS. And so that decision was made back in 2017 and the mandatory training was rolled out in 2018 in time for semester two. The Want a Spoon Ask First campaign, actually, its origins came from a discussion that I had with the student reps at the time, the president of the Students Association. We began a conversation around how could we raise awareness and build capacity and profile for the work the university wanted to do with students, um, something that would specifically allow us to engage with students and have intentional, safe and proactive conversations around what consent looks like um, and what it and what it looks like when consent's not present, and all of the affiliated kind of behaviors and issues that relate to consent and would allow us to have a you know a really functional and productive and educational discussion around how to eliminate sexual harassment and sexual assault from our community. And actually, um, the opportunity to use ice cream to broker those conversations, naturally flowed from some of the early discussions we were having with students. Uh, we first introduced the sort of Want a Spoon Ask First campaign at the very beginning of 2018 for orientation, autumn orientation. And at the time, we were only planning to use it actually as part of, um, as a complementary piece of some research we were doing that was the UTS student voice, where we were engaging with students to understand their expectations and fears and concerns around um, what sexual violence, the prevalence of sexual violence within their community and what relationships students in the university together could form in terms of address proactively addressing that. The campaign, in fact, was so popular that very first year that we rolled it out or that very first orientation we rolled it out that we were invited to, um, again, profile that work for subsequent orientations. And over the years, it's evolved naturally and it's matured with the work the university has done and in line with sort of student interests and needs. And it's now 2022 and we've been maintaining that aspect of the campaign ever since. So it is a, it's a flagship component of the RNA sort of orientation experience at UTS. Thank you for that. No, no trouble at all. Um, can I talk a little bit about the uncensored work? Yeah, of course. Sure. Na naturally, for anybody who's actually um, participated in any of the sort of RNA orientation 
um, want a spoon ask first kind of program work that we have, they will be aware and very familiar with the fact that it's usually done face to face. It's done across the orientation days on campus. Um, there's an opportunity to move through our activation space to answer questions, to collect merch, to sort of engage with a lot of the material and the work that the university does um, with students and separate from students to sort of intentionally and proactively uh, address and eliminate sexual violence from within our community. But one of the challenges we faced after the pandemic or at the time of the pandemic was how would we continue to be able to engage with students if we couldn't do it sort of as we always had physically face to face in orientation spaces where we have volunteers, our staff and our students who come and have conversations with students and um, host these sort of activation stores where we hand out ice cream and merchandise and um, ask students to uh, tell us answer stories or um, vote or respond to particular research questions. So after some workshops that we had with students and staff, what we attempted, what we piloted back in at the beginning of 2021 was a small talk series that we called RNA Uncensored, Exploring the Edges of Sex. And these talks, which we typically hold around orientation period at the beginning of each year, um, are are really fascinating talks where we often bring in a UTS academic, some really interesting external speakers, and we have conversations that take about an hour, but they're opportunities for people to listen to really interesting and perhaps unusual conversations and ask questions in open, non-threatening and often anonymous spaces. So to give you an example, the very first year we had three talks, we had um, we had uh, Professor Willa Houston, we had Professor Alan McKee and Associate Professor Karen O'Connell from different faculties across the university, and each one was in conversation with some external, some really interesting external subject matter experts to talk about um, their own expertise and domain. So the first one was around sexual health testing and how to take responsibility for your sexual health. The second one was looking at the practice of consent in the working lives of a professional dominatrix and a professional escort. And the third one was looking at um, what, how the law chooses to regulate harm and sex and consent. And we um, understood and we had a discussion around what the role of the public media was and um, or the role of media, newspapers and um, online media with regard to shaping those kinds of discussions. So each year we sort of curate new and interesting discussions that are open to the entire UTS community to come and be involved and take part in. Thank you for that. That was really insightful. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Thank you, Catherine, for sending that through. I think we learn a lot, actually. Do you have any takeaways from this episode? Yeah, yeah. So I think like I was saying a bit earlier in the episode, I've learned there are actually a lot of avenues when it comes to uh, at uni and then like knowing what to, like you don't have to know what to do, but there are avenues for people to tell you, oh, this is how where you can go about it and how you can go about it. And there's really nothing too big or too small. And sometimes it's very easy. I know me personally, it's very easy to be like, hey, this is a small thing. You can let it go because that's how Asian parenting is, is, right? It's like, this is not a big deal. Deal with it. You know, <laughs> you're stronger than this. You know, you don't have to make a big deal out of it. 
But really, like, it's okay if it feels like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay exactly. to recognize, hey, this might be a small thing, generally, but I personally feel I have a lot of feelings about this. And I yeah. have some experience about this that I might not like that I would like someone else to know. So mm. things like that. And it's okay to report any of the incidents you might have experienced at uni and to uni. Mm-hmm. And it would only help other students to experience a better uni. Because like I said earlier, what uni really want to do is to be like, hey, this has happened repeatedly and we want to improve this. And they want to take into account of you know, your experience and to do. And so they can be like, hey, this happened and let's do something about it because at the exactly, end of the day, yeah. like uni is here to help and mm-hmm. to help you experience a good uni. You know, at the same time, you also think of in a way it's like it's like almost it's like customer feedback, but not you know not like not in a way that you're a customer. It's, it's more like you're letting them know because you're part of the uni and you want to yeah. improve uni together as well. Yeah. Sorry, I feel like I kept talking. <laughs> Elsa, what about you? What do you learn yeah. from this? I'm I'm really glad that the RNA initiatives are so visible on campus. Yeah, definitely. You know, down to you know the mandatory um, consent matters training that we yeah, have to do, yeah, and yeah. all of the other ones that Catherine yeah. pretty much explained. Um, at the end of the day, you know, consent does matter, yeah. and having it baked into the student experience is very important. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, you know, this is what this is going to be a ten to fifteen minute podcast episode. Of course, we're not yeah. going to be able to cover yeah. everything, everything. Yeah. with this topic, but we will leave some resources that you can read in the description yeah. if you would like to learn more about the initiatives that RNA are involved in. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, like, and it's okay if you don't want to go through all of them, but I think, mm. you know, one thing at a time and letting a little bit by a time, like, at a time, yeah. it's really important as well because, yeah, it's just for safety measures. And it's right? a culture shift. shift. Yeah. The more you normalize it between yeah. you and your friend group, the yeah. more normalized it will become overall. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's also when things go wrong, at least you already have some knowledge to what to do rather than just panicking or, like, mentally you're provoked, you're like, oh, and then you just blanked, you know? At least you know something in your head already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <clears throat> to uh, finish today's episode off, we just want to let you know there are some important dates. Actually, there's only one. <laughs> so the last day to enroll is the 15th of August. And make sure you do all your enrollment beforehand. And I think C's are due sometime around that as well mm. sorry mm-hmm. for the fake answer but just remember to pay your fees yeah <laughs> um yeah like i personally have maybe more i personally find doing this episode is probably more educational mm. but we hope you also find this fun because you know it was a really learn learning curve for both of us to understand the services and we'll see you next episode bye, bye.